Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to our podcast, My Wife Hates Video Games. I'm your not-so-humble host, Travis Bone, more affectionately known as Finally He Sleeps Across the Interwebs. I'm a Gen X video game addict, beer-drinking enthusiast, pop culture fanboy, and more. Each week, we'll talk books, movies, sci-fi, gaming, comics, soccer, whatever. And yeah, I said soccer. Coming to you from the middle of a cornfield in USA, here in Ohio. Home of the redneck, the toothless inbred wonder, where we call it soccer because obviously, like I just said, we're idiots. I usually tell a few stories, there'll be some laughs, and I'll most likely offend a few of you or more than a few of you. We'll see how it goes. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's get down to business and talk pop. All right, 2020 is coming to an end. The podcast today is my chance to say thank you for listening in all of 2020. This is, uh, it's actually only the 13th episode for the whole year because it started out to be a weekly thing and, and that's what my plan was, weekly. Yeah, that didn't happen. Then it was bi-weekly, then it was monthly, then the pandemic hit and took a bunch of time off. So I came back to it and my plan was at least once a month, once a month, once a month until I can devote the time to to make this a on a set schedule, uh, eventually go back to bi-weekly, then go back to weekly. But right now there's just so much going on. If you're if you're new to the podcast or you or you're coming to it from just a random finding it out on, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts, you you don't know the background of this. Uh, I started uh, 2 years ago posting on YouTube about video games, specifically FIFA Mobile, my addiction of choice as of late. That spawned a website and, you know, Twitch streaming and everything because playing video games is, it it's always been an addiction, um, but doing it this way allows me to use the excuse of, well, this is, you know, it, it's a job. It's not really a job, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm rationalizing it as. And the amount of time that goes into all of that between the streaming and the video production, uh, running the website, staying on top of Discord, connecting with the people that are watching, it is it is a damn full-time job. It It's not bringing in money like a full-time job, obviously, but the amount of effort that goes into it is. And I'm trying to figure out how to divide and conquer between that whole side of things and the podcast. Uh, this The podcast is more interesting to me in a lot of regards because this is just my chance to talk about all the things that I'm passionate about, I guess, or tell stories or whatever. This is what I'm missing uh, without the, you know, not doing stand-up or anything like that. The, the pandemic has ruined everything. And, you know, I'm not on Twitter the way I used to be. I used to have a full interaction with people on Twitter. And I'm kind of missing all that. Now, the live streams on Twitch are great. But it, it's it's focused on a game. You know, it's focused on that one game. Which is fine because I love talking about the game. I love playing the game. 
it's it's where all of this is stemming from but i need something i need i need an outlet for more than just that video game so that's what the podcast has kind of become and i want to continue it i want to make it more um let's see i want to i want to expand it a bit i'd love to bring somebody else on i've said that like a dozen times this year well probably 13 times cuz there's 13 episodes you know, interviews, that kind of thing, but I'm still, I still feel like I'm getting my feet wet. I know it's been a year, but with only having 13 episodes into this, I, I'm still learning and trying to develop what the podcast actually is. So thanks for sticking around this whole year and watching this thing grow and morph and develop into whatever it is, you know. I mean, it's it's unfocused, it's confusing, it it's it's like talking to an old stoner, where you know the stories are going to be interesting most of the time, but you never know where it's going to go or when he's going to lose focus and start talking about something else. Squirrel, it's it's one of those things, which is just the way I run my life. So I just want to say thank you for watching. Uh, we're going to continue this into 2021. This is the 13th episode. This is my last chance to make 2020 halfway decent. And believe me, 2020 has been an absolute shit show across the board. Especially if you're in the United States. Especially if you're in Ohio. Because like I said before, we're full of just the dumbest people. I... Uh, Living in Ohio, I am surrounded by... Okay, if you've ever seen the movie Idiocracy, which is a cult classic, it's hilarious. Um, it's Luke Wilson, which is Owen Wilson's more attractive brother with a normal nose. He wakes up and we're in the future where the entire society is the dumbest people. It's... it's an, it's bad, but it's funny. It's it's an entertaining movie. That is what it is like living in Ohio. It, it's like waking up in the movie Idiocracy, where everyone around you is so dumb. And the last four years, it's gotten worse because all of these stupid people that I'm surrounded by they, they knew they were stupid. You, you know how you can see, you know someone and you can tell that they just, they keep their mouth shut because most of the time they know that the stuff that's going to come out of it isn't, isn't correct, um, has no intelligence behind it. They don't know what they're talking about. So they kind of keep quiet unless they've been drinking or unless they're around their close friends that are just as dumb. And when you get a gaggle of dumbasses together like that and the stuff that comes out of their mouth, if you can kind of sneak in, like, um, not Jane Austen. Who was it? Who was the lady who lived with the monkeys? Oh my God, I killed my own. That was, that was what's, what's her name? Jane Goodall. Okay, is that right? Jane Goodall? We're going to go with it. Jane Goodall. So if you've got a gaggle of inbred ignorant monkeys 
dumbasses. If you can Jane Goodall your shit right up in the middle of it and just listen to the stuff they're saying, it is epic. That is the best part about living in Ohio. It, the worst part is being surrounded by utter morons. The best part is being surrounded by utter morons. Because the stuff that you hear is beyond entertaining. The problem is that the last four years since the Cheeto-in-Chief has taken charge of this country, he has given permission for all of those people who knew better and usually kept their mouth shut because, with, with the exception of a few outspoken morons, they knew that they, they weren't smart enough to, to open their mouth, that they, they, their opinions were usually based on nothing, and so they, they kept quiet. They, they knew their place. They stayed in their lane. And we usually didn't have to worry about them unless you, Jane Goodalled it, and snuck in there and got to hear them, you know, in their own little, you know, little area. I mean, you could find them on the internet, which was always entertaining. But in person, it, it became a thing where it was maybe once a month you'd hear a really good conversation. You'd overhear it at a restaurant. You'd be like, did you hear that? Oh, my God. Well, the last four years, it's no longer a, a rarity. It is an everyday occurrence because he's given them permission to let their... It's to let their dumbass banner fly, basically. It's it's become the norm to believe things like half the country are pedophile Satanists who eat children. That's the idea that that was a a conspiracy theory five years ago. If someone would have told you that, it, it was hysterical. Now we have actual politicians, people who were elected to office, who believe that. That's the state of affairs, and it's just getting worse. So here in Ohio, I am completely surrounded by people who not only... It's not that they they kind of believe it. They, they downright believe it. And, you know, what if you all of a sudden woke up and three out of every four people you met thought that the conspiracy that there are lizard people running the world was true. And they all started talking about it. They all believed it. You would feel like crazy smart on one hand because, oh my God, everyone around you is that dumb. But you would feel depressed because, oh my God, everyone around you is that dumb. And just anxious because, oh my God, everyone around you is that dumb. And just nervous and excitable and outraged because, oh my God, everyone around you is that dumb. That's what it's like living in Ohio. That is the best, it's a, the best way I can describe it. It's, it's, oh my God, everyone around you is that dumb. Yep. And now we've got the vaccine coming out and everyone around me is that dumb. All I hear is that I wouldn't, I'm not taking that vaccine because it'll make you sick. Well, what are you talking about? 
No, it's not going to make you sick. Oh yeah, yeah. I, it's it's going to make everybody sick, or it's full of. It's got a tracking device in it. I hear that one a lot. So frustrating. I gotta hate Ohio. I hate Ohio because oh my God, everyone around me is so stupid. Twenty twenty is coming to an end. It's that time of the year, New Year's. You know, you got the holiday. I always take time off every year. Uh, between like Christmas and New Year, like a couple of weeks, just to to kind of, well, recharge and refresh, I guess. Plus, I always have so much vacation time built up at work that I need to take some time. I don't have a choice. I have to take some time off. So this last couple of weeks, I'm off. And every year at this time, I usually start to drink a little bit heavier. We usually make something instead of just like buying beer or whatever. We will make a, a couple of drinks to use for you know, Christmas, New Year's Eve party, that kind of thing. And the two drinks of choice are apple pie and frozen rum slush. Frozen rum slush is a is a my family thing. That's something that I've I've been around since I was a kid. So for like forty years, my parents always made it. Um, I enjoyed it as a younger man. We'll say that and leave it at there. And, you know, and it, it, it's I haven't made it in a couple of years. I think my new one that we've been making every winter in the summer is apple pie, which is a moonshine recipe from Kentucky that pretty much became famous because of the, the FX TV show Justified that I loved. And it turned out that my wife's grandfather who lives two doors down from me and is my drinking buddy. He is from Harlan, Kentucky, which is where the TV show Justified took place. If you don't know what Justified is, it was a fantastic... See, I'm a Western guy. I love modern Westerns. I don't like... like I don't like the non-blood, like old John Wayne and, you know, that, you know, that old... The old westerns that my grandfather watched when I was a kid, those I didn't, I didn't, they did nothing for me. But once Clint Eastwood got involved, Pale Rider, Fistful of Dollars, that stuff as a kid, I liked those. The and then uh, when I was in high school, Unforgiven came out, and I just loved it. And ever since Unforgiven was was released, uh, Unforgiven, Tombstone. Those became a genre that whenever I found anything that that filled that genre, I was all about it. You know, the, the newer ones, the most modern films have been even better. You've got uh, the Magnificent Seven. The the rehash is a tremendous movie with Denzel Washington and Chris Pratt. That thing is unbelievable. You got a whole bunch of them, like Open Range with who's that? Robert Duvall. Yeah. And um, Appaloosa with uh, Vigo Mortensen and shit. Who's the other one that's in that? Not Robert Duvall. It's uh, ah, damn it. I can't remember his name. He's from the abyss. I'll remember it. Uh, Appaloosa, Open Range, 310 to Yuma. There's there's a whole series of these movies. And then uh, some of the remakes. Um that you've got a, the new one coming out, was it the, like the end of the world or the new world with 
Tom Hanks, those those movies I love. And especially when something is a Western genre, but it's not a Western, like uh, Let Him Go, the new one that looks, it's got a very Western feel to it, but it's not a Western. It's that new one with, uh, is it Kevin Costner and Diane Lane, Let Him Go. That's That's right up my alley. Some of my favorite types of films. Well, Justified came out, God, it's probably been, Jesus, 15 years ago, if I'm guessing. Timothy Oliphant plays a federal marshal. Federal marshal? He's like a Texas Ranger, but he's in Kentucky. I think he's a he's a, a marshal for the marshal services. And he goes back to his hometown area of Harlan, Kentucky, which is a real place. It is an actual area of Kentucky that is as backwards as you can possibly get. There is still moonshine coming out of that area. That is, it's, it's pretty realistic to Appalachian, Kentucky. And that is where my wife's grandpa is from. And there is a big aspect of the Justified show where they're always talking about apple pie. Everybody, When you go to somebody's house, they're like, you want some apple pie? It's, it's moonshine that's mixed with apples and cinnamon and stuff. So we have a recipe for it that uses 190 proof Everclear. And yes, I said 190 proof Everclear, which is distilled and bottled moonshine that you can buy. But here in Ohio, we have to sign a waiver when you buy it that says you will not consume it because it can kill you. It's 190, that's 95% alcohol. It's, it's like jet fuel. Like you can run a car on this shit. Um, that, so we have a recipe for apple pie that is just killer. It's so good. But it'll, I mean, it can, well, it can kill you. It's good, but if you drink too much of it, you could definitely probably go blind. Or if you don't make it correctly, yeah, you could die. But it's good. Oh, man, is it good. So we've been doing a lot of, been drinking a lot of apple pie and rum slush. Rum slush is more like... Uh, like those frozen lemon ices that you get at the you know the amusement park or the fair, they're like a summer thing, just an icy. It's like that, but it's got 151 uh, proof rum in it. Oh, so it's been a, a, a been a good couple of weeks. I've probably killed quite a few brain cells, but it's been it, it's been a fun time doing it. It's been fun, been fun, and with a year like 2020, the dumpster fire that 2020 is. And as bad as the coronavirus and all the infection rates, because people are, especially around here, because, you know, it's Ohio, and oh my God, everyone is so dumb. They're still having parties and going to family, and people are getting, it's just like the positive cases are blowing up. I'm off. I'm on vacation, but uh, in the last couple of days, I've gotten word that there's maybe four of the people in my direct office that have all tested positive here in the last couple of days. Because it's Ohio and people are just dumb. But, uh, yeah, the apple pie and rum slush just kind of made things a little bit easier. It, it makes it smarter to stay home. <laughs> easier to stay home. So it's Christmas time. Let's see. I, uh, you know, got the wife some presents. We weren't going to buy each other anything this year, but... I was trying to be the nice guy and thought, I'm going to get her something. I talked about this on stream. Everybody made fun of me because what I thought was a good idea, 
um, someone asked, like, what'd you get your wife for Christmas? And I said, well, I bought her a dishwasher. And then once I said it out loud, it, it really sounded like a bad idea. Like, you know, I mean, there's certain things you're not supposed to get your wife. You're not supposed to get her a gym membership. And apparently you're not supposed to get her a dishwasher. But I got her a dishwasher. And I was worried. Because I was all excited. Because I knew she wanted a new one. And this is something that's... It's it's hard to justify spending the money on something when what you have kind of works. But you're you're tired of dealing with the, the small problems with it. So if you've got, you know, five, six hundred bucks to spend, the last thing you're going to do is buy another dishwasher. Because the one you've got sort of works. It does work. It's just... It doesn't clean the dishes the way we wish it does because I think the heater's not working in it or something. I don't know. I, it works fine. It cleans the dishes, but after you're done, you have to dry the dishes before you put them away. So it just takes a little bit of effort to do it. And it, there's been some complaints about the dishwasher. So I was being the nice guy. No, we're not buying for each other, but here, guess what? I got you a dishwasher. So I get her this dishwasher. I'm all excited about it going to have it delivered after the first of the year and someone on stream says hey what'd you get your wife for christmas and i was like hey, i got a dishwasher and everybody just starts losing it and laughing like you are so fucked you don't ever buy your wife a dishwasher and then after i said it like i bought her a dishwasher i was like holy shit i bought my wife a dishwasher but i knew it was something that she wanted so I wasn't going to like return it. You know, I went in, I committed to it, but then I, I figured I got to get her something else because I don't want this to, you know, to be it. I didn't buy her a gym membership. And so I, I bought her uh, a year's worth of Howard Stern. She used to listen to Howard Stern in an old vehicle we had when I think it was right after he left um, New York and went to you know, satellite radio. We, we had a car with, you know, satellite radio that was part of the vehicle. We had like a year of it or something. She loved Stern, loved to listen to Stern. And, and we haven't had it for a long time. I have it at work because I share an office now. We, we moved buildings and I'm in a new building. So instead of having a, a studio, I now have like a shared office space. It's not like, you know, I'm not like in an office. It's, it's a it's a studio, you know, an art studio, but there's a, another guy that's in there with me who I've worked with for like, shit, 25 years. Him and I are really good friends. I love being in an office with him because this just means I don't have to get up out of my studio and go into his office to, to shoot the shit, which usually happens most of the time. He's, he's either back in my office or I'm in his office for the most part. And now we're together, so we just you know, rant and rave all, all the time, all day when I'm in the office. So he has a subscription to Stern and we listen to it at the office the whole time we're there. It's whether the, you know, it's live or after. So I come home and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm Stern today. And she gets jealous because she would love to have Stern. So I got her a year's worth of Stern and you know, I got a really good deal on it. I spent like an hour on the phone with somebody and they set me up with this, you know, the whole thing. I'm like, great, this isn't that expensive. It's all fantastic. So Christmas gets here. Give her the dishwasher. It does not go over the way I imagined it. 
She's happy that she got a dishwasher. She's not happy that she didn't get to pick it out. That was the problem. And then I give her I give her stern and a couple of little little things too. But I give her the stern and she's she's actually excited about the stern. I'm like, oh, this is a redeeming factor. So I take her phone, load it up. She's like, I can't find stern. There's no stern on here. I'm like, well, I got you a full year of it. There's no Howard Stern. So then I have to get on the phone. I spend like an hour and a half on the phone with XM trying to find out why she can't listen to Stern on, you know, connected to her phone. Turns out that I I told the guy, I remember being on the phone. I remember the entire conversation. I just want, give me a year subscription of XM. He's like, well, what do you want? I said, the only channel I want, I want Howard 100 and 101. I want to be able to listen to Stern. I want, you know, all day. I either want old episodes to play or like recaps, whatever. I just want Stern. I don't want any other channel, just Howard Stern. He's like, oh, great. Well, we have a special now going on, blah, 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 blah. He's like, this is full of talk radio. There's going to be all kinds of stuff on there that your wife's going to love. I'm like, does it have Stern? Yes, it has Stern. Yeah, you're good to go. So I buy this thing. It turns out what they sold me was the package below Stern, everything but Stern. Now I'm pissed. Not only did the dishwasher not go over like I expected it to. Well, actually, it did go over exactly like I expected it to after the stream told me I was a dumbass for buying a dishwasher. But what can I say? I'm from Ohio. I'm surrounded by dumbasses all day. Sometimes that shit rubs off. So the Howard Stern does not go over as well because it doesn't have Stern. I spent an hour and a half on the phone when they're like, well, we can convert what you bought to include Stern. I was like, well, how much more is it going to cost me? I'm like, well, nothing. It won't cost you any more. So the year subscription I bought became a three-month subscription with Stern. So then I had to extend that to a year. It ended up costing me four times what I had originally paid for this damn thing. And it's half the expense of the dishwasher. For Stern. Ugh. But she loves it. She's happy. So that kind of got me out of trouble with the whole dishwasher thing. God damn. If that dishwasher shows up and it's loud or it doesn't work, I am basically screwed. I got a new receiver. Surround sound processor. Because mine died, I think it was about a year ago. Actually, it was probably in the right at the very beginning of the pandemic, like when this all started. We have uh, transformers in my backyard for the whole neighborhood. We live in a cul-de-sac, and all the big transformers are out behind my shed. It wasn't lightning. I don't even know what happened, if it was just a fluke thing or whatever, but the transformer blew in my backyard. Loud as hell. They had to replace the entire transformer. For about a week, we had these weird sags where... Our lights would flash, power would die. I, it was it would happen when I was on stream. Uh, stuff would black out, like it would come back. The internet would go down. You name it. This went on for a long time. We kept calling the cable company. We kept calling the electric company. I'm like, no, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. And then one day, our power goes out in half our house, just half. And I panic. Like that's probably something wrong with the fuse panel. We call the electric company, and they're like, um, "We're sending somebody out right now. That's not that's not right." You, you should never have that. Power's coming into the main. You only have one fuse panel. None of your fuses are kicked. And then, like, the, so we had, we lost power for quite a while. They, they come out and they tell us, yeah, the transform in your backyard blew. 
your like jumping power lines. I don't I don't even know what it was, but they they panicked. They're like, yeah, we got to get this thing out now. So they bring a damn crane in, and they drive it into my backyard to remove this this big ass transformer, tear the shit out of my yard. They replace the transformer. Once the power comes back on, learn that my receiver, which is like the surround sound processor that everything runs through, TV, cable, all the video game systems, everything in my main room, my living room, it was fried. Like whatever happened at that point killed my receiver. So I go through a three-month process of trying to get the cable or the electrical company to replace it because it's an expense. It's like the things are freaking outrageously expensive. The one that I had, I don't remember when I got it. It's It was old. It was probably eight to ten years old. And I think I bought that one used because, you know, it's. I just don't want to spend the money on it. The the electric company comes back and says, no, we're not replacing it. it. We would replace it if it was mounted to the house. I'm like, well, it was mounted into my, you know, receiver rack. They won't cover it. So for the last, you know, since March, I haven't had a receiver. So I got a new one for Christmas. That's what the family and everybody went in and got me a new receiver. So I've been trying to get it installed. It's a new receiver. So it does work with all the stereo equipment that I have. But I had to rerun all of the HDMI cables and everything. I had to re- redo everything because it's, it's connected different than the old system. And I have a recessed wall. We cut a hole in the wall. To mount everything in into my garage, to to make to make space. So there's like a recessed cut out of the wall in my living room, and all the wiring runs through the garage in through the wall. So it comes in behind the fireplace. Everything's hidden. I had to tear all of that out. So for two days, I probably have ten hours in rewiring all of this. That's been a giant pain in the ass. That so for Christmas for me, it's been. A lot of alcohol and a lot of work and me getting in trouble for buying a dishwasher. That's been, that's, that's Christmas for me. (sighs) My daughter, she got a Nintendo Switch, which that's official. She's went down the rabbit hole. She is now as addicted to video games as any of us. She was always, she loved um, Among Us. So she played a lot of Among Us. But now with the Nintendo Switch, she's got like Animal Crossing and Minecraft. Oh my God, she's, it's like her face is attached to the Switch since Christmas. I'm, I'm concerned on one hand, but I'm kind of entertained on the other because, you know, at least now I'm 100% sure she is my kid. I've been lazy on the video games because this is the time of year where I usually get some new games um, or a new system. Like we didn't get a PS five. I had no, I had no desire to get a PS five yet until there's games that I have to have the PS five to play. Uh, so we're sticking with the PS fours. I didn't get any games for Christmas. Um, still have borderlands three, which is like, that's a year old. I haven't played it. I've got two or three games sitting out there that I haven't even tried yet that I had either gotten for the kids or they had and they shared with me. Still haven't attempted the Call of Duty campaign. Haven't been back to 
Sea of Thieves. I still have Halo and Gears of War that I haven't completed. That I keep saying I'm gonna end. I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish. The my son, my one son, did get uh, Squadrons, and I really, really want to play Squadrons, and it's in VR, so we can I can play Squadrons VR. With the problem with the VR is it it makes me sick. It's it's a I, I play it until I can't play it anymore. So like Resident Evil VR. I will push myself to the point of of like having to take the, the headset off or I'm going to barf right there in his room. It It's so awesome, but it is so just, it, it oh God, it, it makes me so sick. <laughs> it's kind of like drinking. Like, you know, you drink to excess and then you feel bad afterward. And you're like, why did I drink so much? It's like, why did I play that VR game again? It's the same thing. But he has squadrons now, and I'm my favorite player versus player video game of all time, even more than Borderlands, is Warhawk for PlayStation. When the PS4 first came out, PS3, it might have been PS3, Warhawk was the game that it was massive, like 30 versus 30. It was before we had things like Fortnite, and even the Call of Duty wasn't as big as it is. I mean, we had Call of Duty games, but it wasn't like it is now. Warhawk was the game, and I loved it. I would, I would wait until about midnight, and my college roommate, who, I mean, we weren't in college at the time. We were way out, but him and I would get on... We would play for hours to like five in the morning every night of the week. I loved Warhawk. Just it when they stopped supporting the online play for Warhawk, I was so upset. I played that shit for years. That's God, how did I get to Warhawk? What were we even talking about? Got all I went down, like I said, I went down the rabbit hole for Video games. Well, anyway, Squadrons. That's it. Squad Squadrons. Warhawk was a game where you had you could you could be in vehicles, you could be on ground, or you could get into the air in these like futuristic flying spaceship things. They were the Warhawks. Those were what they were. They they hovered, they flew real fast, and you can have dogfights in the sky, and you could come down and you could strafe the ground and just take out people that were on the ground with those things. It was it, the game was awesome, but you had to find the Warhawks. There were certain places where they spawned. Um, it, you, there were maps that you could go where everybody was in a Warhawk, but it was better on the big, like, massive 30v30. You would be on, like, an island, and you had a camp on one side and a camp on the other. You could play Capture the Flag, but you would find a Warhawk and stay in it as long as you could. You could jump on a Warhawk when somebody was hovering in one. You could get on top of it and rip them out of the... It, the game was awesome. Squadrons is a flying Star Wars game where you have TIE Fighters and X-Wings and stuff like that. But there's a VR version of it that I really, really, really want to play and I haven't had time yet. Since we put the receiver back in the living room, the wife's been asking to bring the, the Wii back out to the living room. And since she does hate video games, obviously, anytime she asks for something like that, I, uh, I try to accommodate. So we move the Wii back out there we haven't played it yet. I just finished it yesterday. 
but I think we'll start playing the Wii again. And I've got a, it's a hacked Wii with a hard drive and, you know, hundreds of games on it. It's, it's like a jailbroke Wii. So we have about everything on it. I haven't, I haven't been back to it. God, they quit making the Wii a long time ago. So the games, the quality of the games is not very good compared to everything else that we're playing right now, but it is fun. It just it usually puts me in a bad mood watching other people because I play the Wii the way you're supposed to play the Wii. Like if you're playing Wii bowling, you're supposed to stand up, you're supposed to bowl. My wife, she'll sit on the couch and she like does this flick of the wrist bullshit and then she'll store, score a strike and it just it just puts me in a bad mood. But she wanted the Wii back out there, so we moved the Wii out. We'll see how that goes. Xbox is hooked back up. I need to get back to that. We got Sea of Thieves. Gears of War and Halo all on the Xbox and I, I need to finish at least finish the campaigns just just to be able to say I did it. Just get it off the god damn, some of those games are old. That Gears of War and Halo. God that that's a, shit's like five, six years old. And I've never finished it because I'm that lazy. Alright. The Mandalorian is over. Season 2 has come to an end. If you haven't seen it yet, which I don't know why you haven't seen it yet, uh, let's. Let, there's going to be some spoilers. I want to talk about it for a minute. I, I didn't mention this in the last podcast. They gave Baby Yoda the child. They gave him a name. I was watching it with my daughter, and we argued over what the name was. My wife swore up and down they called him Kroger. Like the grocery store, we have Kroger's here in the United States in the Midwest, and she's like, they named that they named that little thing after a grocery store. So she kept calling it Kroger. I said it was Grogu, and my daughter said it was something else. I don't know what it was. I and to the point where we had to turn subtitles on to figure out exactly what they were calling the thing because we couldn't understand it. And they, they, when they began to give him a name, it was Rosario Dawson was on. She was guest playing in the I think it was the fifth or sixth episode and she named the child Grogu and I think the moment they gave him a name it it didn't didn't ruin the series for me but it it was it was that moment when it, it's like the first time your girlfriend farts in front of you it's not you have mixed feelings about it. You're, it's it's kind of funny on one hand, um, but you're you're nervous at the same time because it's it's like the beginning of the end, and and you're upset at the same time because you you wanted that mystery and uh, you wanted it to end. So when they named the first time she said his name is Grogu, when she said that it it was it was like. The girlfriend farting for the first time, and then the the next episode, uh, they after he gets he disappears, they they kidnap Grogu, the child, Baby Yoda. When he gets kidnapped, and they go back and they bring Bill Burr back into the series. The episode with Bill Burr is the best episode of the two seasons of Mandalorian. It's the episode that Mando takes his helmet off. We all knew what he looked like because we knew the actor, but 
it that was the moment that naming the child it's like okay yeah the girlfriend farted but then we have then the bill burr comes in and she agrees to a threesome that's kind of what it was like for me that that was the best episode the best redeeming quality and it it did not disappoint it was a great episode the best episode if you haven't seen it that is the best episode of the mandalorian first two seasons was the the entire episode with bill burr when they break him out well they don't break him out but when they get him out uh, you've got all of the main characters coming back together to come find him gina carano's excellent in that episode i love her anyway but she does really well in that and can i just mention that girl is thick like i don't think she's gained weight but she just looks like she could pick up a car. She is a dangerous woman. I, I like Gina Carano, but goddamn, she looks scary as shit lately. Um, Bill Burr is amazing. I love Bill Burr as, an, as a comedian. I loved him as an actor. And he made season two of The Mandalorian for me, hands down, my favorite episode. Cannot get over it. Then... The final episode comes in. Here's where the the big spoilers are going to be. The last episode of The Mandalorian is the rescue, where they go after Moff Gideon. You you have this and it starts out really well. You have these the dark the dark troopers, which are kind of like they remind me of Maximilian from the old Disney the Black Hole movie. These black trooper things that are indestructible. They come in, and it's like all hell is breaking loose. And then all of a sudden, a Jedi shows up, and it's CGI Luke Skywalker. Seriously. CGI Luke Skywalker shows up to take Yoda. This all takes place after the fall of... this is I mean, this is like in the future... After everything that we already know has happened, Luke Skywalker is, is, it's so frustrating because this is after the Jedi's are gone and it, you know, the, the Death Star's gone, the destruction, it's like, you know, they're fighting for the new world. It's, and then this 20 year old CGI Luke Skywalker shows up that makes no sense whatsoever. It's basically the girlfriend farted for the first time. They name him Grogu. Then Bill Burr comes in and we have, she says, I'm agreeing to a threesome. Then Luke Skywalker shows up and it's like the climax of the threesome. And they, her and the other girl both shit themselves. That's that's where that's where it went to me. Yep. Middle of the three way. Both chicks turn it into two girls, one cup. CGI Skywalker. So stupid. But then after I'm kind of upset because it was and even my daughter who I'm watching with, she's like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, yeah, they phoned that shit in hardcore the last five minutes. We we walk away. I think we were picking up. We had you know, we were eating popcorn or whatever, finishing the thing. And I hear 
the the music's still going, the credits are going, and then there was a stinger at the very end, like after the episode was over, that I could have missed because I I never I never paid attention for any kind of stingers after the Mandalorian. And I hadn't been online to see if anybody had said anything. I mean I would have found it eventually, but there's a stinger after that cuts back to Jabba's palace. Um the they open the door, they come in, and it's Boba Fett walks in and he kills everybody in there and he sits down in the the throne in Jabba's palace and it says coming soon the next chapter they're changing it it's the the Mandalorian story is done the new season is going to be the book of Boba Fett not sure exactly how I feel about that but we'll see the book of Boba Fett is what's coming Books, books, it's about books. I finished Dune, Herbert's Dune. My take on it is I hated it. So stupid. I it was contrite, it was predictable. I don't understand how that can be like a sci-fi classic. But I am gonna watch the new movie when it finally does get released in 2033 or whatever. Yeah, they pushed the Dune film back. Now I think it's October 2021. I think they're trying to wait the pandemic out because they've got so much money wrapped up in this shit. They don't want it to come out and not do any, not do anything. So they pushed it all the way back to, I think it's October of 2021 right now uh, for the new one. The with It's the one that's got that young girl in it. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, Charlemagne, Charlemagne, Timothy Champagne. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of him. He's kind of annoying looking. There's something about him. It just, I think I imagine him being the kind of guy that my daughter's going to want to date when she's that age. And I, I just, it, I don't know. He's just not very, I don't find him appealing. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it I I won't watch the movie because you know now that finishing the book, so it it wasn't out. So, but the original David Lynch film, oh, I I'm a David Lynch fan, obviously, you know, duh. But Dune was no Twin Peaks. Oh my God, no no no. The Dune movie I watched the Dune, uh, it, the original Dune. There's been a couple of different versions of Dune, but the the Kyle MacLachlan Dune is so bad. It is so awful. It was entertaining because it was so awful, but that is the only thing I can say about it. Holy shit. It was, I mean, it is, ju- it's old. Sometimes movies hold up, like older films can hold up. Star Wars holds up. It doesn't matter if it was made in the 70s. It holds up. It still looks It looks professional. It looks well done. It still holds. It's not bad. I, I mean, I could watch it right now and be happy with it. Dune is not like that. Oh, no, 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 no. That movie is bad. And they spent a lot of money on that movie. There was supposed to be another Dune that was getting made that had a crazy cast of people. They talked about making it. It was going to be 
it was going to be the Dune that was supposed to be made the way it was going to be made. And I can't remember who. It's just, God, I can't remember who all was supposed to be in it. There was like actors in it and musicians. And there was a whole bunch of different people. And the film never got made because obviously I think someone kind of stepped in and go, dude, have you ever read the book? The book sucks. Why would we make another movie about this? I don't know. It's it's strange. I was very unhappy, and I did finish it. God, it was it's uh, probably eight hours. I'll never get back. But yeah, between the movie and the book, whew. what else? Ernest Klein. I'm a I'm a big Ernest Klein fan. Armageddon or not Armageddon? Was it Armada? Uh, Ready Player One. Love both those books. Ready Player Two came out, and I finally fit. Well, I'm. I finally finished it. I really liked it, but there are some huge, huge gaping holes in that book that I didn't find in Ready Player One. Ready Player One is, if if you're a Gen X guy, if you were born in the 70s or the early 80s and you grew up through the 80s, Ready Player One is your shit because it is everything you grew up on they they turn it into this fantasy realm. It's in the future, and it's the every life has become virtual. Everyone lives in VR headsets. It takes place in Ohio. It takes place between Columbus and Middletown, and that's right where I live is right between Columbus and Middletown. So there's a lot of stuff that happens in the books that are kind of near and dear to me here in the state that I hate but it, it and it all takes place in the future but everyone is obsessed with the 80s so they're in a virtual reality world based off of stuff like back to the future and star wars and indiana jones and lord of the rings and stuff it's all the, the important stuff from the 80s and 90s in that whole genre of video games and Atari and Nintendo and that's where the books take place but it's in the future at the Ready Player 2 they take it to the next step but there's there's a quest they have to follow there okay the biggest hole they have they're going for the seven shards of the siren soul is what the the quest is and they're looking for these things and they're spread out all over the virtual reality that they all live in and one of the pieces is on the Prince planet, the, you know, the artist formerly known as Prince, the purple one. And they go to this planet. It is way too literal, all the stuff like they have to, they have to do all these different things to, to, to beat and destroy Prince. Actually, it's the seven versions of Prince. There's one part where they, they have to steal a raspberry beret and then there's a little red corvette that they get in and I, I was getting to the point where i'm reading reading the book and that's happening i'm going wow this is getting this is getting kind of bad it's like they're 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 phoning it in they're they're you know i'm waiting on cgi skywalker to show up and then they there's three of them okay there's three characters shoto h and uh z are all there Z puts on the Raspberry Beret. They walk over to the little Corvette. They get in. He starts it. Shoto gets in the back seat. It's a Corvette. Like, there's an entire portion of the book 
where all three of them are riding in a little red Corvette. How did no editor go, dude, okay, the whole Prince planet is getting out of control, and then you put three people in a Corvette. Sorry, there's never been a backseat in a Corvette. I don't care what year it is, there are no backseats in the Corvette. It just, that was the moment that the girlfriend farted in Ready Player Two. Just crushed it. Crushed it for me. Wonder Woman. See, this is what they should have done with the Dune film. Wonder Woman got released uh, directly to HBO Max. So we could watch it on Christmas, which we did. Wonder Woman 1984 was actually pretty damn good. It was it was a it was worth it to watch at home. Uh, I enjoyed it. Daughter loved it. She likes female superheroes, you know. And we have like she likes um, Captain Marvel. She loved Captain Marvel. Anything like that, she's she's into. So Wonder Woman, obviously, and the movie was really good. I liked it a lot, and I'm glad that we didn't have to pay for it. It was on HBO Max. It was free. That's what they should do with Dune. I want Dune on for free on HBO Max because I don't think I'm going to be able to pay for that thing. There's no way I'll be able to pay for it because the other one was so bad. So Wonder Woman was good. No giant holes in it like uh, we had to deal with um, in Ready Player Two. But uh, the one thing in the movie that did bother me is the the bad guy. The only if you ever watch the old series. Obviously, you'd have to be older than me to remember the original Linda Carter in Wonder Woman. Some of the episodes, the bad guys in the old, that that show was, I mean, it's like Adam West, Batman bad. and like the, One of the bad guys was Gargantuan, which was just a guy in a gorilla suit. But the bad guy in this movie, it's Cheetah. It's, I don't know. It, that was the only part is when is it Kristen Wiig when she becomes Cheetah is this is, is again girlfriend farts for the first time but the movie was good I'm not downplaying it that much because the movie was good what else um there, you know I've had a lot of time off and I've been watching a lot of everything and there really isn't anything on. And we have HBO Max, so we started watching some of the older stuff. I went, I went through. I watched the whole Lethal Weapon series from beginning to end, the whole thing. Um, Expendables one, two, three. Just mind-numbing crap. Nothing, you know, just nothing new. Uh, the daughter and I have spent a ton of time watching movies. Um, we we went through. She's she's wanted to watch The Meg for a very long time. And I've said, like, no, you're you're not old enough yet. It's not you're you know, you're eight years old. It's it's you're you get scared about stupid stuff. I d if I let you watch something and then you're up nights and not sleeping, it's gonna be my fault. So I didn't want to do it. But we we started how did we get there? Let's see. We we watched the whole Transformer series. She loved it. We watched the entire Transformers series. We got done with it. We're like, what are we going to watch now? Because we've went through about everything I can think of. We had watched, you know, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit 
and Star Wars and Harry Potter. We had went through all of the major film series. We were running out of stuff to watch. It's like, well, let's do Transformers. And we got done with it. She's like, I really like the robots. She got into the Dinobots that were towards the end when the movies got bad. She liked those. I'm like, well, let's let's try Pacific Rim, which is big robots, same kind of thing. So Transformers turned into the Pacific Rim series, which is only two movies. Um, we watched the Pacific Rim and Pacific Rim Rising. Then large robots and the you know the the bad guys in that movie kind of looked like you know the Titans from King Kong. So it's like, well, let's try King Kong. And I thought, okay, King Kong, Peter Jackson's King Kong is pretty violent. It's a kind of a disturbing movie. We'll see how she handles it. So we watched King Kong. She loved it. She took it like a champ. So it's like, let's go to the next King Kong, which is as violent and if not creepier, but it's got Captain Marvel in it. So we'll see how she does. She loved it. Then we went into the Godzilla series. So we watched the, you know, the couple of Godzilla movies. The modern Godzilla movies. She loved those. Then that took us to Jurassic Park. The The old Jurassic Parks weren't bad. Like the, you know, Vince Vaughn era. The, uh, you know, um, like, who is it? Sam Neill. That kind of thing. Those older movies I'm fine with. Um, but I was more nervous about the newer ones. The Fallen Kingdom and... Jurassic World, the Chris Pratt, those things get kind of violent, the newer ones, and kind of creepy. So I thought, okay, if she can get through the entire Godzilla, or the entire Jurassic Park series, we'll watch the Meg. She loved Jurassic Park. I forgot how much I was in love with Laura Dern as a child. Laura Dern, the scene from, God, what movie is that? What movie was it? It's her and Nicolas Cage. Where she, I think it's a David Lynch film. Where she's, it's the, I, I just, I can remember her saying it. She's like, got me hotter in Georgia asphalt. God, what movie is that? It's not Midnight Cowboy. It's, uh, God, I got to look that up. Oh, Laura Dern. Mm. So we went through the entire Jurassic Park series. Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, and that last one, I thought if anything's going to scare her, it is that last Jurassic Park. She did it, said, let's watch The Meg. So we sit down, and we watch The Meg, and my wife is scared out of her mind. She doesn't like sharks. She doesn't like anything in the water. She doesn't like any of that kind of stuff, and it did not go over well. My daughter, however, loved it. She's all about it, and she just wants to watch something scarier and I I just don't know where to go from here because everything I've thrown at her she's handled and loved. So I it's very possible this time next year we should we could be doing, you know, Dawn of the Dead. I don't know. I don't know how far we'll push it with her because I know when I push it too far and she's not sleeping, it's gonna be all my fault. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So the wife <laughs> She got freaked out in the Meg. Let me let me give you some history on the wife. She does not do well with the ocean, swimming, anything. Ever since I've known her, I think we had been together about a year. We were in high school. We went to Florida. 
um, spent spring break down in Florida with her family. And she does not do well with the ocean. She doesn't like not, she doesn't like fish. She doesn't like little critters, anything she refers to anything that moves as a critter. The only thing that doesn't bother her is bugs. But you know, if like, she won't even touch my, we had frogs for years and years. We had dozens of frogs. Um, the kids had like tree frogs and we had multiple terrariums of tree frogs. She would never touch them. She didn't like them. She never, you know, cleaning the, the terrariums. She hated it. Now we have tortoises. We have a couple of tortoises at the house and she won't, she doesn't like them. She won't even touch the shells. She goes, our shed, we have a shed out behind the house and it has like lawnmowers and, you know, shit in it, that kind of stuff. When she goes out to the shed, she kicks the door. She bangs on the shed because she wants the critters to run away. That's what she says. We've done some horrible things to her, like put little fake mice, like those catnip mice. We put them in the cabinets and like tied a string to the door. So when she pulls the door open, it pulls a, a mouse out. We've done horrible things to her. We've put stuffed animals inside the shed so that when she opens the door, there's like a little realistic animal looking back at her on the riding lawnmower, that kind of stuff. But the ocean has never done well. The The movie Deep, was it, what was it, uh, Deep Blue Sea. When Deep Blue Sea came out, I was in Florida with friends. We had went down there on vacation. It was me and my wife and my best friend and his wife. We were all down in Florida. Deep Blue Sea came out. I was like, let's go to the movie to watch it. So we went to the theater and saw that the night before we went to Cocoa Beach. She wouldn't even go in the water the next day. And she watched the entire Deep Blue Sick, Deep Blue Sea. Not there's Deep Star Six, Deep Blue. She watched the entire movie. This is this old movie about genetically enhanced sharks with like Thomas Jane is the good guy. It's she watched that entire movie with her feet up on her chair. She wouldn't even put her feet on the floor in the movie theater because the sharks had her so freaked out. She thought somewhere there was going to be a shark get her in the movie theater. She doesn't deal well with it. So obviously the Meg brought back some traumatic experiences for her last summer not last summer yeah no two a, a year and a half ago so summer of 2019 we went to florida uh we're in the ocean i think we went to Cocoa beach for a few days me and my two sons are out uh with wakeboards we're way out in we're we're out riding waves we're, we're pretty deep you know, up to we're nipple high or deeper, riding waves back in. We we've got multiple. We we've spent a lot of money on wakeboards. We love them. We love to do it. We love it's it's about the only surfing you can do in Florida, on the um, not on the Gulf side, but the, there's just it's it's not a they're they're they don't have crests. You don't have the waves to be able to surf, so you wakeboard down there. We're out. All of a sudden, my wife and my daughter are up in the shallow end. They're probably knee-deep. My wife might be up mid-thigh. That's about as deep as she goes. She uh, starts screaming that she sees a shark. She sees she sees a shark in the water. And she is having an all-out panic attack and wants us to get out of the water, get out of the water. She's looking around. She's screaming at the lifeguards. There's a shark. There's a shark. My wife and my daughter, they swear up and down that there was a shark in the shallow water and they described it to us and it sounds like they did see a shark i'm not saying that they didn't 
but it was probably like a like a reef shark, like a black tip reef shark, like four foot long, something in that range. They're, you know, four feet deep, three feet deep, and they saw it swim through. It was probably more scared of them than they were of it. Did they see a fin in the water? Yes. I'm not saying that they didn't. But everyone around them, all the Florida people, the lifeguards and stuff were like, eh, it's just a reef shark. It'll be fine. <laughs> Nobody did anything. And she was so upset. We were, we we're way out deep, and she wants us to come in. She's screaming. We can't hear her over the waves. We finally get, we see her trying to get our attention. We come back in. We go up to the shore. She wants to leave. She is completely done, and she is upset because my two dumbass kids who were out, they're like, we want to go back in the water. And they start downplaying it like, we don't believe you, Mom. Like, whatever. You didn't see a shark. So the fact that they didn't believe that she saw something and that no one around her cared that she did see something, it was, it's, it's not a, it was definitely a bad day. Let's just say that. It was a bad day. We did go back into the water eventually once she calmed down. But she's never let any of us live it down that we, number one, got back into the water and number two, did not give the situation the panic that she felt it deserved. Uh, well, I don't know. And we may have been desensitized to it because two days before we had chartered a boat and went shark fishing. So we were catching sharks. We went out. We did it. We just, the boys wanted to catch them. So we were catching sharks for, you know, six hours. And she was with us that day and saw us catch all these sharks. But it just, uh, she's, it's, it's her one, that is her kryptonite. She does not like sharks. And that whole thing happened. Then, just you know, three months later, we're at home. We're back home. I'm, I'm out in the garage. I'm working. And I hear something. It sounds like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. it. It was this weird sound like tap dancing, but slowly. <laughs> And I look up, and in my driveway, walking between my cars, is a is a goddamn deer. Now we have I don't know, thirty acres of land behind my house, of just wooded area. I live on the edge of town. It's a very small town. There are deer out there probably, but all of us have privacy fences. I've never seen a deer in in my yard in the cul-de-sac. This is like in the cars, like out and about, and I'm. I'm awestruck. I'm 15 feet from this deer. It's right, almost coming into my garage. I slowly start to back up, and I don't want to yell for someone to come out and see this deer, but I'm, I'm like, there, there's deer out here. So I, and I, it, it sees me, and it gets spooked, and it kind of runs away like 10 feet, and it's in the middle of the street. It's in the cul-de-sac, right? So I go, I go to the door. I open the door. I'm like, someone needs to come out here and see this. Someone needs to tell me I'm not crazy. There's a deer in the front yard. And I'm kind of whispering it, and I'm looking, I'm watching the deer, and everybody, nobody's coming out. They all just think I'm full of shit. Nobody's coming out. So I'm watching the deer, and finally, this goes on for about five minutes, and the deer takes off, it runs, it goes between two houses across the street. And at that moment, that's when everybody comes out. And my wife's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, there's a deer here. There was a deer up here, like almost coming in the garage. She's like, you're full of shit. There was no deer. She's like, I don't believe you. There's there's no way there was a deer. And that was her moment to pay me back for that time in the ocean when she saw a shark 
and no one cared and no one believed her. I believed her. Still believe her. I'm sure she saw a shark. I'm sure she saw a shark by the seashore while we were picking up seashells with Sally. I think she did find a, she did see something. I'm not saying she didn't, but God damn it, I saw a deer. And and she's like, no, nope, I I don't believe you. You didn't see a deer. Nobody cares. There's no deer between the houses. Blah blah. blah. So that was when we we decided to get the ring cameras. Last year, after she swore up and down, my dumbass neighbor stole our Christmas lights. I thought, well, if that deer ever comes back, at least we'll be able to catch it on film. It's never been back, though. Never seen it back. All right, what else? Let's see, I haven't even really told any good stories. Um, I had a couple of things planned. I was going to talk about the story of Get Offended how that all came about. Um, wanted to talk about, I had a, I had a, something, me and a couple of friends were remembering when we were like 10 years old and we were catfishing truck drivers on a buddy of ours. Dad had a CB radio set up. This was long before cell phones. Back then, um, you used CBs to talk to everybody. I don't even, is that even a term? That you even know what I'm referring to? CB radio. Do truck drivers still use CB radios? We're talking like, uh, eh, this is rubber ducky. We got, you know, we got, we got a convoy. This, you know, CB, CB radios. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that is uh, convoy. We got ourselves a convoy rocking through the night. It's an old movie. You have no idea what I'm referring to. It's It's not good. It's convoy. It's got a convoy. Anyway, we uh, a buddy of ours of mine. This is when I was probably fifth grade, sixth grade. His dad had a CB radio set up at home, and you could get on there and go to a channel, and you could talk openly to people on the CB. And he had a relative that lived, you know, pretty far away, and they would talk on the CB. It wasn't ham radio; it was a CB radio, and they could they could talk and they would go to their channel and that way you didn't have to make a phone call anyway we got on there and we could just go to a channel and start talking we would hear truck drivers talking and they would be cursing and all kinds of stuff we thought that shit was hysterical and we would get on there and and pretend to be a woman truck driver because we were like nine ten years old we didn't have a very deep voice or voice was pretty high pitched so we would pretend to be women truck drivers and have our, we would have conversations together, like there were two or three of us, but we would all be on the same CB. We would just be talking to each other. And those truckers that were lonely and out there on the road, they would eat that shit up. And it would get really, really bad. Um, one time, I can't remember how, we did this for like a month like every couple of days, we would wait till his parents were gone, and we would be like, let's get on the radio. Let's see what we can do. And we had some guy. He was like, I'm going to meet you at this truck stop and blah, blah, blah. And, he, and uh, he, we had the, I don't remember how it happened, but 
somehow someone was like, dude, we're like, I'm a 10 year old boy. And he got pissed. Like this guy was, was mad as hell. And he's like, I'm going to hone in on your signal. We were scared out of our minds that this truck driver was going to come and kill us because we had been catfishing. I had a whole story lined up about that, but I think, I mean, we're, well, we're over an hour now. So this is a long episode. I think we'll, we'll hold off on that. I'll, I'll save that for a future episode. What else didn't I talk about? Um, I need to get back to writing. I've got, see, I've written a few books and I've had one that's been in the works now for years and I've never finished it and I want to finish it. I really, really want to finish it. And I just haven't had taken the time to do it. I want to get back to it. I was going to talk about that. We were going to talk about the upcoming inauguration of Joe Biden and what that means for the U.S. Because we're still, this shit show is not getting any better. And now we've got January 6th coming up, which is the day Congress um, accepts or denies the Electoral College vote. They have to ratify all of it. And there's um, a coup that is in the works. It's it's not going to do anything other than just lay waste to a democratic system that's already in a shambles. We're going to talk about that. Let's Okay, so I'm just going to hold all this. We'll do another episode after the first of the year. We'll get into all the stuff that I missed today. I think that's where we're going to end it. So sorry we didn't have any really good stories this episode. No jokes or anything. Damn. I will, I'll leave you on this note because I know, I know this is going to trigger a few people and it's going to upset a few people, but God damn it. Did I not find I thought this was funny as hell. My grandma always said, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. That was her thing. But I think it, it had to do with growing up in, you know, my, my dad and his sisters, my aunts, they all grew up in, in a time where money was tight and they, they, you know, they, they didn't have a lot of stuff when they were kids. And I think my grandma pinched pennies cause there was a bunch of them. There was a bunch of kids and you know, people would complain. She's like, stop. What are you, what are you bitching about? So her thing she always said was you get what you get. You don't throw a fit. So if you know, you were putting food on the table and somebody was like, I don't like green beans. She would say, get what you get. You don't throw a fit. So that's been a saying that has lasted. It has become something that my family says. I say it, say it to the kids. It's just a joke. You know, you get what you get. You don't throw a fit. And I don't think anybody said it for a while, but it's, Obviously, it's a staple in my house. I don't remember where it was, but they announced here recently that Ellen Page, I love Ellen Page. I love everything she's been in. I just, I like her as an actress. I like her as a person. Ever since Juno, she's just, everything about her, her sarcasm, she she just seems like she could be the, the coolest girl on the block. I love Ellen Page. Okay. Obviously, you could look at her and say, okay, she's she's probably gay. Maybe she's something. I don't know. I don't care. Whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat. I don't, none of that. I don't, I have no opinion one way or the other. Um, but she came out just recently 
that she is no longer identifying as female. She is now identifying as male. So he is Elliot Page. Ellen Page became Elliot Page. There, I, I mean, I, I really don't care one way or the other. Whatever. I don't, you know, it doesn't bother me any. I don't, it doesn't affect me at all. So Elliot Page is still one of my favorite actors. Loved Elliot Page in Juno. I'm sure I'm going to love everything that Elliot Page is in from this moving forward. But they, we, my son was walking through, and it, it was on TV. They were, they were mentioning it that, um, you know, Elliot Page has come out and is now identifying as, uh, you know, he. And everybody was like, this is an amazing thing that, you know, bringing light to the entire community and everything. And my, my son is walking by me and he says to me, he goes, man, nobody ever told her you get what you get. You don't throw a fit. (laughs) Uh, So it's just wrong. It's dark. It's, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's twisted, but See, to me, that, that should, that's still funny. And we shouldn't be worried about stuff like that. And we're living in, an, in a day where everyone gets so upset over the dumbest stuff. And we, we were talking about things like um, you know, the whole cancel culture. And you, know, you look back on, like, you could never make the movie Forrest Gump today. There's no way... You could you could get away with someone playing. You know, there's so many movies like that where you look at them now. We don't think anything of them then, but you look at them now, and I'm I'm blown away. And if you go back even further, like there's there's stuff that is like you want to see how far we've come away from. A, you know, just how simple life is. Look back and watch. There's an old movie with Walter Matthau, Bad News Bears. They remade it with Billy Bob Thornton years later. But the original Bad News Bears, it is a sort of directed at kids, but not completely. Watch the trailer for the original Bad News Bears. And realize that that was a movie. This is the trailer. We're not talking about anything special. We're talking about the trailer. Get on YouTube. Watch the trailer for Bad News Bears. That will explain to you how different things are now than they were 40 years ago. That's, you know, and I think we need to find, I don't want to go back to where we were, but we need to find a place where people are not so goddamn sensitive. And stupid. We need to get rid of all the stupid people. We got that Nashville bomber who it's all coming out that he believed in the lizard people. Like we were talking about earlier, the lizard people. This is this is where we're at. We've given a voice to the to the masses of just dumb, 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 dumb people. You know, the the IQ hundred is supposed to be average, and I would be willing to bet money we're at about a ninety. 88 to 90 it should be the new average the, we are slowly devolving into idiocracy and it's sad 
All right, that's it. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast. 13th episode of 2020. We'll get 14 episodes in in 2021. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thanks a lot, guys, and I'll see you next year. 